Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim is going to finish the 13th chapter of the book of Mark, and at the same time, finish Mark's account of Jesus' Olivet Discourse. Jesus had just answered the disciples' question about when all these things would be fulfilled. In verses 28 through 37, wrapping up his teaching, Jesus summarizes with a lesson on what we can know, what we can't know, and what we should do with what we do know. Now that last part is really important. What should we do with the knowledge God has given us about what will come to pass at the close of the age? Well, you'll find the answers this week, and here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, This Generation Will Not Pass Away. When he says, truly I say to you, it's it's really important. He just told you, learn this, know this. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. When you see the events of the 70th week of Daniel taking place, know that the kingdom of God, the second coming of Christ, are about to appear. It will all be fulfilled within the generation which sees those things begin to happen. Now, don't be surprised. There's big debate over the meaning of this generation. Some say it is the disciples' generation, and all these things had to be fulfilled before the disciples died. Well, you know, they bumped off James as early as Acts chapter 12. Didn't get a very good start on all of that. He didn't even live to see the, the temple destroyed. Not Most of the apostles didn't live to see A.D. 70. Some say that Jesus simply made a human guess. He expected, as a believing Jew of those days, that the kingdom of God was going to come soon, and, well, he just made a little boo-boo. After all, verse 32 says, Of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Some people take that and they go too far. Jesus didn't make a mistake. He wasn't confused. The clear fact is Jesus doesn't designate any specific historical time for His second coming. He describes the events surrounding it, not the century or the decade or the month or the season of the year or the time of day that it will occur. There's another group, uh, and there are... uh, some among this group who um, are probably going to be in heaven with us, but they hold to the so-called preterist interpretation of this and the book of Revelation. Preterist is based on a Latin word that means history. Uh, They say this generation is the disciples' generation, and all the events that he has mentioned in this chapter 
refer to the time frame from when Jesus spoke that through the destruction of the temple in A.D. 70. In other words, almost everything in the entire book of Revelation is history, not future. Now, that just doesn't fit. Trust me, A.D. 70 was a terrible time for Jerusalem. It was a lousy time to be a Jew living in Israel. But what happened there is not what Jesus is describing here. What's in this chapter, remember, it's all, it's all worldwide. It's not limited to Jerusalem. None of these things in this chapter happened in A.D. 70. There were not worldwide famines and earthquakes. Believers were not hated by all nations. There weren't Christian believers in all nations. Gospel hadn't gone there yet. There was not an excessive abundance of false Christs. There was not a preaching of the gospel to the whole world before A.D. 70. The abomination of desolation certainly hadn't taken place. The sun and moon darkened and the stars wrenched from their places in the sky. That didn't take place. And you know what? One really important detail. This, This one kind of wraps it up for me. Jesus didn't appear in A.D. 70. None of the, these things happened by A.D. 70. If, as our post-millennial preterist friends say, if the teaching here is symbolic or allegorical, what's it a symbol of? Find me anything between the night Jesus spoke this and the destruction of the temple that matches any of the description of any of these things. You can't just, I actually had a friend one time, and bless his heart, I, I know he loves the Lord, and I talked to him about a specific thing, and he said, in, in prophecy, and he said, it's just symbolic. Symbolic of what? I mean, if you are driving down the street, and there is an octagonal red sign, do you say, it's just symbolic? No, the sign specifically means something. Can't just symbolize it all away. Those things didn't happen in that generation. Ah, but there's another interpretation. Some say this generation will not pass away means this generation, the Jewish people, will not pass away. Now, I'll grant this. The word translated generation is genea, from which we get genealogy. It can mean a generation, which I think it does here, or it can mean a race or a family or a clan. So it is a possible interpretation. If that's the case, the meaning was the Jewish people will not pass away until God has finished dealing with them in the end times up through and including the second coming of Christ and the salvation of all Jews alive at that moment. Um, Now, it's true. I mean, the existence of the Jewish people is, uh, is astounding. It just doesn't fit the context. There are a lot of ways that Jesus referred to Israel many times during his ministry, but he never called them this generation. So you can't just take a word and, you know, parachute a new meaning into it in the context where you want it. Others say this generation refers to the Christ-rejecting 
Christ-hating people of Jesus and the apostles' generation. So the meaning is there will be people who reject Christ right up until the second coming. That's also true. It also has nothing to do with the context that we're studying. So what's left is the simplest, most reasonable interpretation. Now, I don't want to go radical on you or anything, but it means exactly what it says. All right? The budding of a fig tree is a sign that summer is near. Birth pangs is the sign that a baby is coming very soon. All right? So the point is, when these things start happening, second coming is right around the corner. It'll all take place within the same generation. And yeah, I'll let you have 40 years for your generation. Seven is well within 40. It's going to happen all in that span of time. This is a partial answer to the disciples' question about when will you come in glory? When will you bring the kingdom? What will be the sign of the end of the age? He said it would occur very soon after these things, these signs appear. It will all happen before that generation which sees them passes away. So, chapter 13, verse 30 explains the parable. Just as those who see a fig tree budding know that summer is coming, the generation alive when the birth pangs happen, when the abomination of desolation happens, when those judgments of Revelation 6 through 19 happen, when they witness the birth pangs, they're going to witness the birth, that same generation. It's only going to be a span of time of seven years. By the way, not everybody who starts to see these things is going to see the second coming. You realize that, right? Millions of people will die at the hand of God in the, the, the horrible sequence of judgments that will unfold, and then countless tens of thousands more who come to believe in Christ during that time will die because of the persecution of the Antichrist, but all the events will transpire within that one generation. You can count on that. How much can you count on that? Verse 31. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Now, think about that. Heaven and earth. We think of heaven and earth, the, the physical universe, that's the basis upon which we understand stability. We set our clocks, we determine our calendars by the courses of earth and sun and moon and stars in heaven. We rely on a, a steady rhythm of the seasons. You know, yesterday, our, our youth raked up countless thousands of leaves, and, and that's a cool thing to do. And you know what? We never do that in May because everything's so consistent. November's the right time to be having a leaf-raking party. And he's saying, everything that you anchor your sense of stability on, it's all going away. Read about it in 2 Peter chapter 3. Read about it in Revelation 20, 21, 22. It's all going away. Well, if everything that we think of as the basis of our stability is going away, what do we have left? My words shall not pass away. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.